Hello, day 71. I have been feeling off. I have been having a really hard time getting this episode off the ground. Even with those no rules, no expectations. You know, like, it just... I don't know, I think, I think it's partly because my body's still feeling a little bit off. It's, it's going through parts of its cycle as well as healing from my back injury that I mentioned yesterday. And so I'm just kind of in a weird space, I guess. I'm just, feel like I'm in limbo, feel like I'm treading water. Which is definitely something I've felt before, even when I am, you know, doing things, listening to things, processing things, you know, investing in myself, in, in my growth, in my own healing, on a very holistic level. Yeah, life has been a little frustrating. I mean, these past couple of days, I guess, is what I really mean. It's been this past couple of days of, of not really being able to do much of anything have been frustrating. And like, I mean, I don't know, I think I'm also getting down on myself a little bit, too, because it's like, there's this part of me that's just like, I want to be able to do these things and, like, organize this and, like, clean up this and, like, work on this, and then there's this other part of me that's like, Psh, you wouldn't do that even if you could move properly right now, so that's some fun self-talk I'm, I guess, addressing. Because there's also that part of me that's just like, well, I could do, there are still some things that I could do, you know, that don't require a lot of movement. And then it's just like, but I'm not doing those things either. And then that just adds to that fodder of that, that voice inside me that says, see, you wouldn't do it anyway, even if you could do it. And so it's just like, then I guess I'm looking at that resistance and I'm like, okay, well, where's that resistance coming from? And then it's just like, maybe I'm being too introspective. Maybe, maybe, you know, all this introspection and trying to figure this stuff out is, is just a, a, a fancy, sneaky way to procrastinate. But I'm just avoiding doing these things that I know will help or that I know, you know, on some level... I don't know, it's, it's, there's, there's something, I think what's behind it, what, what must be behind it is, is something I'm afraid of, and I don't, I don't know what that is. So maybe, maybe that's worth, worth doing, making, making a list of all these things. Maybe I'll try doing that. Oh. And then it's just like, and then there's the resistance around doing that even. 
what is just this like idea I just had of like maybe if I if I try making a list of all of the things that you know I that that I that I want to be doing or or want to want to be doing you know as as Chidi would say or I want to want to want to do yeah it and then look at well maybe why I I want to do them or why I think I want to do them and then also look at what the resistance is I don't know there maybe it's also a, a bit of like menu overload which is like when there's way too many decisions and and your brain just kind of stalls out because it's just like it it can't decide um there was I can't remember if it was a study or like a, a little experiment that I feel like I was talking to a lady who sold jam at like a farmer's market or something like that or or no no no, no. it was in front of a in front of a grocery store and like we were just like chatting and and she was like she was telling me about all these other flavors of jam that she had and I was like oh that's so cool and she had but she only had like seven jams there like out on the table at least or no I think she only had seven there she only brought seven with her and and I was like wow why she was like you can go on the website to order order more or whatever it was and 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 like we were talking about why she only had the seven there and she was like well yeah I've been doing this like pop-up table um vending for a while and I've kind of experimented with with how I've done my my setup she said and she says that she's found that if there are only six or seven that six or seven seems to be this magic number um when it comes to deciding amongst things she's like with only six or seven jams here she's much more likely um like her sales are much more likely to be higher than if she has more jams or even less jams apparently because less apparent i i guess was something something like there there aren't enough options or something or i i don't know but like she was saying that six or seven was that magic number anything more than seven and people start to get overwhelmed with all the choices and like we'll just end up you know taking a business card and walking away which is very interesting and i mean that also kind of reminds me because like i love i love those kinds of little fun experiments around that kind of stuff like i used to Like when I worked at, um, I worked at a Starbucks for like six months. Um, and I would often have, um, the opening shift, not always. Sometimes I'd have like, just like the mid morning shift. Um, but often I would have the, the opening shift and part of that opening shift, um, for my role at least was to, um, build up the pastry case. So like every morning, the pastry case is like built up from empty it's like emptied and cleaned every night and then the next morning all the new pastries are put out um in the case and like to me what i just like making things pretty when i do things i like to make them pretty you know and 
and so like whenever I did the pastry case it was like my favorite it was honestly like I think my one of my favorite parts of of um that shift um was was making all the pastries look beautiful in the case you know and and like I mean I didn't you know, keep statistics on it or like actually look at sales numbers or anything like that. I I wasn't privy to those things. Um, but I swear like it, I, I, it, it, it honestly did feel like we sold more when I put in that effort to make the case pretty, you know, than, you know, if I was working the mid morning shift and like there would be like, I could see like how many things had sold, you know, by that, by that time, I was like, I was like, just kind of like comparing like time to time, like, and it was like, cause, cause I would see like other people just kind of throwing them out there and just like, like, you know, like those loaf cakes are always like, like sometimes when like people put out the, like the, the pound cakes or whatever, they're like cut and like the end pieces are like a little bit smaller and like often people will, will just like put them out there. And so it's like that first piece is very clearly that tiny piece, you know? And like no one wants to go in there and buy that first tiny piece. And I mean, like some people will, will just straight up be like, Hey, can you give me the second piece? Thanks. Um, but it's just like that always like creates a kind of or like that can create a kind of weird energy sometimes but like the simple solution is like break it in half and flip them upside down so the two small pieces are on the bottom so like when you get down to there like it's not gonna like those are the last pieces and it's just like do you want the cake or not you know um so i don't know and it looks nicer too like it's prettier to have those like nice fat squares on the top you know I don't know. Like presentation, I think is, I've, I've always been a fan of presentation and I've always been, and I think that's one of those ways that I always, I would, I would bring creativity with me, even if I wasn't doing a job or doing a job. Um, even if I, even if whatever I was putting my energy into, whatever work I was doing, was not inherently creative, I would always find some way to bring it in. I also really liked, when I worked at Starbucks, I liked doing those, um, like, seasonal changes, you know, like, changing over the merchandise, uh, or, and the, and the decor and stuff to make it all, like, holiday season-y and stuff like that. That was always really fun for me. But... you know, and, and I mean, do what I can, like, even when I was, like, you know, working in an office and, like, spreadsheets and stuff, like, I'd always make sure that my spreadsheets were, like, nice and pretty and, like, easy to read and, like, easy to find the data, like, color-coded and, and, you know, like, bold where, where it should be and, like, and I would, like, sort things so that it was easy to, to skim and read and, like, even my freaking emails, like, I would just, like, I had it down to, like, a science, I was, like, and, like, part of that was, like, through, like, experimenting, and, like, one, seeing what, what felt good for me, and then, two, like, how people responded to them, and I, and I did notice that, like, my, like, it, I mean, it depends on who, who you're, who you're talking to, too, and, and, 
and if you if you email the same person a lot you start to get to know um how that person responds to emails especially in industries that are like very email reliant where everyone's inbox is inundated like keeping those emails to a minimum and like making them like crafting them in in a way that gets the information to the person like in the best way possible and like you know that that person takes action if you need them to and so it was like I would I I like some of those I just like that was one of those things where I was just like if I was asking someone else to do something especially if it was like a business um like a business partner kind of situation like I'm it's an outgoing type of request I was like so meticulous and like I would always include every single bit of information that I possibly could um well maybe not like words wise but like attachments and stuff so that they wouldn't have to go digging for stuff like I I wouldn't like reference an email a prior email and then like not attach it like I would always attach um you know whatever they needed so that they wouldn't have to go find it like even if I knew that somewhere they had it like make it as easy as possible you know and and straightforward and yeah, I don't know. I was always just, and I was always very, like, specific and, like, with my words and stuff, too, because, you know, how you say things can be really important. I had a phenomenal writing professor who once described writing as, like, a, like, imagine a road trip, and... I mean, this is like a California reference, so I'm sorry if you're elsewhere, but imagine highways. Um, I'll describe the highways to you. Um, so it's like, imagine you're going from San Francisco to LA, which is like, if you don't know, it's like a, like a, like a full tank of gas trip, you know, like at least depending on the car you have. (laughs) Um, and and there's, and depending on the route you take, um, and there's basically three main ways to get there, like three, like three highways you can take for the bulk of that trip, right? There's I-5, which cuts straight through the Central Valley, most of it's straight, it's very boring, but you can go like 70, 80 miles an hour on it, depending on how many cops are there, um, and then, Um, and then there's 101, which is a little bit windier. It kind of goes through the hills. It's a little closer to the coast, but not quite the coast, you know? Um, and, you know, it's, it's a little more scenic. There are trees along the way, but it definitely takes a little bit longer than I-5. And you're going to have to stop for gas. And then you could take Highway 1, which goes on the coastline, like on the cliffside coastline. Like, it's actually pretty dangerous in certain parts um and you know you can take that and it can get foggy and like you know like some tight curves and stuff and like frankly I don't even know if all of (laughs) all of one is still there right now because I know part of highway one um I think 
was destroyed by rock slide recently or something and I don't know if they've fixed that yet so there's also the potential that you may have to take a very long detour who knows um but yeah or maybe you know like part of it will fall off into the ocean who knows but that's highway one and we take highway one for you know but it's freaking beautiful it's, it's along the ocean the whole way the coastline you know um and like when you go through like the the central california area with like big sur and stuff oh my gosh it's beautiful um so highway one's probably definitely like the prettiest option definitely gonna need to get gas on that one that one's definitely gonna take you a while like maybe even like stop halfway through um like and like rest the night and then do the last leg you know depending on 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 what your your driving preferences are but anyway so like she describes writing in these ways like do you want to take um i5 you're gonna take 101 or are you gonna take highway one and and it's like and they, they they were basically like you know every like each one of these roads will get you there it's gonna get you to your destination it's the how that's important it's the how that makes the writing interesting you know and we take these different routes for very specific reasons you know and then we can jump around to different you know portions of them you know for for whatever effect we're going for or whatever it is you know and i just i just thought that was a really interesting way to think of writing because it kind of highlights that there is no one way to do it there is no correct way to write something even though I'm definitely, I've definitely caught myself feeling like, like, like that there is a correct way to be writing something. Like, no, 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 this is the best way to be writing it. And it's one of those things where it's just like, no, 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 this is the best route from here to here. But there's a million routes, you know, like California's like that. It's just like, I think that's like a running SNL joke or something. It's like Californians, all Californians can talk about is like the routes they take to get places. And it's not entirely false. But, <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of how writing is too. And I, and I think that that's really great. And, you know, being able to play with that and experiment with that and, you know, express my creativity through that, through writing emails. When I was stuck in a job, like, mm -mm, I was not stuck in that job. I, I chose to stay in that job. See, gotta take back that power, you know? But yeah, when I, when I chose to stay in that job against the better judgment of my soul, you know, I found those ways, you know, making, making emails pretty, making spreadsheets pretty, like, you know, like, whatever ways I could, even, like, decorating my desk, and, like, nesting in my desk, and, like, keeping things that made me smile on that desk and stuff. Anywho, uh, like, even when it comes to, like, applying for jobs, which I haven't done in a while. Like, if I'm, if I play my cards right, I, I, I plan to never apply for another job. But yes, I, even when I was doing that, and, like, making resumes, I've made so many resumes. Like, I, at this point, I'm just like, yeah, I can, I can make a resume in my sleep. Like, that's, it's something I've been doing for, like, 
I don't know, over a decade, I guess. I mean, like, I know that's in the grand scheme of things, not too, not too long, but resumes, I always saw as like a creative opportunity too, because to me, resumes have, are always like, are this like flyer that says, it's like, it's like an ad for myself that I'm sending to a company to be like, Hey, pick me, call me up. And so like every, almost every single job that I applied for, there were some where I was just like kind of doing a little bit of a rapid fire on Craigslist, but I would at least have like, this one's for this type of job. This one's for this type of job. Um, but like if I was at all excited about the job or the company, I would like full on open up the resume, save as, you know, dash whatever the company was. And like, um, I would rehash it and I would reorder things like everything. And I would go into like, okay, what types of things, you know, do I want to like shine the most? you know, and I, and I even, like, went so far as, like, in my more recent resumes to, um, like, I would go to their website, the company's website, and I would, I would mimic the feel of the website, uh, in the resume, just because, like, it, it just felt, like, one, it was fun, it was actually the most fun part of, of resume making, especially recently when I, I really haven't been feeling, uh, going back into a corporate job, really, like, I guess, working for someone else is what I mean, or working, working for someone else's dream, I guess, like, working with other people, yeah, that's, that's always been fun, but, like, I don't know, because it's just, like, I, I've found that, like, working towards someone else's dream, like, even if, even if I have my own ideas of, like, how I could grow or thrive in that space, in that company, at the end of the day, like, I'm still at the whims of someone else's dream, and if my ideas and my, you know, like, growth hopes or whatever at the, at that, at that company or whatever don't fit with that higher person, higher person, that like hierarchically higher person, president, doesn't fit with, you know, like the, the C-levels design for the company, then it doesn't matter, you know, like I, like it doesn't matter how, how much I can see the potential in investing in, you know, my dream. If they don't see it, they don't see it. It's not going to happen. And even if they do see it, it's going to be done in, in whatever way they think it's supposed to be done. So it's still not my dream. Anyway, it's interesting to look back on those times on how I behaved, who I showed up as in those, in those times, and, and that I, I still brought my creativity with me everywhere I went, even if I didn't 
necessarily notice it at that time, you know? Even if it's not, you know, the most obvious manifestation of creativity, it's still creativity. It's still exercising creativity. And that's still incredibly important to me, you know, however that looks. And I think part of my... One of the challenges I'm, I'm really working on, working through these days has been giving myself permission to follow those creative impulses, the little ideas that I have. And it's just, I have so many internal naysayers that pop up anytime I think of doing something, you know, fun and creative, like, even if it's a little thing, you know, like, especially if it's a little thing, you know, and I don't even want to repeat what they say, because I don't want to give them any more power, and I don't think that's where I'm at yet, I don't, I don't know, maybe, maybe voicing the things that they say could help take the power back. I don't know. I think I think that might be something worth journaling on to really look at. Because journaling can be really powerful there. And journaling is another way that I've kept my writing and creativity there alive. And shoot nesting, like, in spaces, like my living spaces that's a way that I've been keeping creativity alive too it's like all of these little ways that like I didn't like really recognize but I've been doing it you know and I think that's that's commendable too like it's still effort even if I didn't necessarily notice that I was doing it you know like I it's still important. It's still significant. And it shows how much being creative and expressing my creativity, how important that is to me. That even in, in these spaces of, of, you know, corporate profit-driven, just productivity mindset, how do we get more productivity out of people? How do, how do we, you know, like, like crunch the data, like make it work, get it done. That mentality, even in that, like I still, I still built and created things, you know, like even if they were, they were little or like it was, you know, kind of almost hidden. I don't know. It, Like, e even in those small ways that I could find to be creative, I still did those things, you know? Like, it's still, it's, it's like, it's like, even, even as I tried to squish that out of me and, and fit into this corporate mold, my creativity still seeped through the cracks, you know? Like... It's like my creativity was what was, like, 
greasing the gears the whole time, you know? Like, it was, it was what made me such a good employee. Because I know I was a good employee. But that's also not what I want to be anymore. I just want to... I want to give myself that, that full permission, you know? And... And really feed my creativity and let that, let that thrive. Help it thrive, help it to thrive, to, to feed it, to, to nurture it. Anywho. Feeling things, I guess. Reflecting on things. And I think we're all creative, too, by nature, humans. It's like, it's what we do. However it shows up for us, you know? Anywho, I hope you are doing well. And I hope you are healthy. And if not, I hope you are healing. And thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your time. And I hope that, you know, wherever you are on your journey, that you continue to keep going today, tomorrow, and the next day. <laughs>